Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are looking into Carnival Souls. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, very spooky. <laughs> uh, I know. I, last week we said we were doing Becoming Jane, but we ran into some problems with that one. So. <laughs> some personal <laughs> attentive problems. <laughs> I think it's best anyway, because this is a spooky month that we should be sticking to the spooky stuff. You know, we don't need any Jane Austen right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And I rarely get to watch any spooky stuff because my partner does not like scary stuff. And it was really fun and felt very apt to have watched this right as October is about to begin for us. Yeah. And I mean, it is the so David Lynch. I mean, I never looked at it through the lens (laughs) of this influence David Lynch before. And doing so, I'm like, oh, duh. I mean, it's obvious why i mean it's just obvious to me that i have a specific taste that i like because right <laughs> i remember seeing this movie back when i probably before i ever even saw twin peaks like mm-hmm. i was a kid and it came on hbo and i am like the biggest sucker for anything halloween related that's like a marathon all day so like mm-hmm. um even as a kid i would love like you know if they were gonna do like the history of witches, the history of vampires, the history of this, you know, or like we're going to show old timey horror movies all day or whatever. So I would always watch those. And I remember watching this one and being like, oh, my God, that's the best thing I've ever seen, perhaps. I mean, yeah. it just stuck with me as a, mm-hmm. as a kid. <laughs> oh, it's just so, got a very yeah. specific feel to it. And I really love um, I didn't grow up watching really any besides like the wizard of oz like i didn't watch any classic hollywood movies at all and so as an adult i think i'm kind of like really happy to be watching them for the first time just because i have it almost like creates such a like weirdly nostalgic-esque feeling for like the Uh time period and everything is just looks so specific and i just it always makes me feel like i just always have the best time watching these classic movies (laughs) Yeah, and it's actually really interesting to watch it now, you know, understanding, you know, filmmaking and all this and just being mm-hmm. like, I mean, watching it, I was like, this looks like such a indie type movie. <laughs> you know, I can tell they're making oh, it yeah. quickly on a very uh, small budget. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I bet the people are having a great time making this movie. It looks like it a looks fun like movie fun. To make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was... When I was perusing the IMDb, as I always do when I watch movies, because I can't help myself, <laughs> I was looking at a lot of their credits, and like a lot of people, this is it was like this and like one other thing. So you could, yeah. kind of, you, I could see how like much fun they were having. Like it's like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna be in a movie, and it's gonna be kind of a spooky movie, and you know, people yeah. were having fun. It was awesome. <laughs> I felt like you know an early like, what was the name of the director? Oh, do you have it in front of you? Because I didn't write yes. it down. But Herc Harvey. Herc. Yes, Kirk H-E-R-K. Herc Harvey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good old Herc. <laughs> I, could, I don't know what he went on to do, but it has like a feel of an eraser head, you know, like mm-hmm. we're just going to go in. Although I'm sure eraser head took probably about 50 times longer. This one seems like it was made in like two weeks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, when I had looked up some stuff on it, it was... It was filmed really fast, and they really, as far as, like, you know, Hollywood standards had no budget. I think the budget was $30,000 for this movie. Uh-huh. And they, you know, got a lot of, like, permissions and stuff like that from the city. He didn't, he kind of directed a lot of indie stuff over the years. He directed, it, sh- it says Reading Rainbow, so really? <laughs> that was the last thing. <laughs> it says in 83, yeah, he directed, I don't know if it was just, like, an episode or what, but he's, that was the last thing he did. Well, and this then came he's out most... what sixty two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. The, I think the thing that he's also most known for is "Shake Hands with Danger," which is a short. Hmm. Well, it's very avant garde yeah. for you know early sixties, and oh yeah, I didn't realize I was reading the uh, Wikipedia page, but I didn't realize how cult and underground this movie was, and how like it's only recently started to get a real like you know get to be get. Well, to be like known. a following <laughs> yeah to yeah be followed so i guess just seeing it 
in the 80s when I saw it on HBO was probably kind of just a fluke for me. <laughs> like, I don't think they played it often. Right. It was probably just like a random avant-garde black and white. I'm sure it's probably this and then Night of the Living Dead. And Yeah, well, I... <laughs> the... Oh, my God. Who's the guy who did Night of the Living Dead? Like, George Romero. Yeah, I think I read that he stated this movie was an inspiration for it. Yes, I kept reading... This movie inspired David Lynch and George Romero and mm-hmm. one other person. I can't remember. But <laughs> I was like, so was everywhere like... I look, it says David Lynch is influenced by this one. So I feel confident that this one really was. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple sources have confirmed. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it couldn't be more. I mean, there are just scenes mm-hmm. in it that I'm like, this looks straight up like a David Lynch movie. Like oh, long yeah. driving shots and long and the music and the sound. It just... Especially I'm towards the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And it, it's I, I get, <laughs> oh my God, yes. When I was looking and I found it on, on HBO and I saw that it was only an hour and 18 minutes, I was like, oh, what a godsend. <laughs> this, yeah. I was like, I love short movies like this um, sometimes. It just, you know, they get to the point. Yeah, well, I mean, it starts off like, we're getting right into this movie without even any preamble (laughs) or anything. So, (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I love the way they set up, you know, the journey of it till when we get to the end, because I had like no predictions of anything happening or what I was like, because they they weren't really setting up anything, which I thought was really smart. I thought that was really Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And even though I, you know, do cite this movie always as like one of my favorite horror movies just because it made such a big impact on me as a child that like but I don't really and I have watched it several times throughout my life I just Mm -hmm. you know I can't remember anything so when I was watching it I was like I have a vague idea of what happens but I'm not like I was I was along for the ride everything seemed just as shocking to me as it might have the first time I think (laughs) I was um before you had said that you watched it as a kid, I was waiting for your infamous line of, uh, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know at the I've end. seen this one. <laughs> and yet I still was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I watched it not too long ago, too, because I know when I had Filmstruck, like, mm-hmm. what was that, like three years ago? <laughs> Something like that. I think this was also on Criterion, too, so maybe that's also a place. Yeah, but now it's on HBO Max. And I just thought yeah. it was fitting that, you know, the first place I saw it was on HBO, when basically you could only watch the one thing that was on HBO at any given time. Right. <laughs> you had no choice. <laughs> and I'm still watching it on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full circle. Yeah. Just like the story. Yeah. Did we have any other notes that we wanted? Because I feel like I just spewed out everything that I knew about the movie. <laughs> right, me too. I mean, I can kind of go through like just the quick general like like you know stats about it and who was in it. So it was first release. The premiere was in Lawrence, Kansas, where they filmed. Um, it was released in September 26, nineteen sixty two. And as I said, the budget was only thirty thousand dollars. But they also great. filmed in Salt Lake City. Yes, the the bridge scene at the beginning and like that kind of stuff towards the beginning is all uh-huh. Lawrence, Kansas. And then I think later when she goes, the carnival, you know, place and all that yeah. is in Salt Lake. You're right. Okay. And then for our cast, we have Candace Hillegoss as Mary Henry, Francis Feist as Mrs. Thomas, the landlady, <laughs> Sydney Berger as John Linden, Art Ellison as the minister, <laughs> Dan Levitt as Dr. Samuels. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of like the major people. Well, I mean, really, Mary's really the only. The only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lyndon definitely makes an impression. Yeah, not a, a good one, creepy but... <laughs> impression. <laughs> Did not like it. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the director was Herc Harvey, and it was written by John Clifford. And I think Herc Harvey had like the story of it. He's just uncredited as the writer. Yeah, I read something that said he saw the amusement park and was super inspired, and said to the writer, "Like, I have these couple of ideas, and I know I want this scene of all these, you know, zombies." dancing and other than that you can fill in the rest (laughs) and he wrote it in like a week or something crazy that's crazy i'm pretty sure it was something like that (laughs) that's so cool and then i went to like the notes 
slash trivia section, and a lot of it made me very upset <laughs> because <No. laughs> they were just like, like the first one is that Candace Hillegoss's agent refused to re- represent her anymore after seeing it. Uh, rude? Why? <laughs> which I was like, that's so crazy. Like, I guess they thought she, it was bad. She had, she had a Mary curse on her. <laughs> yeah, which I, I thought she was great in it, personally. She I thought was, she was great. Good. And then there was, so I remember when I had texted you about it, because I was like, there are two of them. I don't know which one it is. The one oh, in 1998 yeah. <laughs> was a remake. Right, but I was, uh, I did read that, because I was like, reading the description, it looks nothing like the the original like it seems like it only took the name but i was reading that it really basically did have nothing to do with the original and that they only kind of used the concept of like the end basically yeah and there were i think some people who made like like cast from the original kind of made reappearances sort of as like different characters in the remake i think like i think linden was in it as someone else well, it was direct to video, so I don't think. Many yeah, people it was saw a it. very uh, widely whatever the opposite of well received is. Like <laughs> <laughs> they did not like it, but right. something else that kind of like made me feel kind of sad about that was that the remake kind of came about because Candace Hillegas brought like they called it like a treatment of a sequel to a studio and was like, hey, I have a sequel to this movie, like, whatever, whatever. And they were like, no, we're going to remake it. Like, fuck off. And they, like, didn't, she had no input into it. And they were just like, you can leave. And then, of course, it tanked because that's what they deserve. That sucks. I did see that they asked her to be in it. And she was like, no, thanks. (laughs) I didn't hear the whole backstory as to why, but that makes total sense. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, Whatever. I thought it was really rude. But, I mean, um, she, I feel like she could have been up there with, like, uh, Hitchcock leading lady. She just... Yeah. I thought she carried the movie really well. I did read a couple reviews that were like, oh, bad acting. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I did. You know, I thought maybe, like... I thought she was you great. Know, <laughs> I thought she was great. And, you know, there obviously, I think, you know, with it being such a small budget indie movie that was made so fast, like, if they had more time and money, they could have probably beefed up some stuff scenes that they wanted but i thought with what they had it was really well done um and the acting from that time period you know it's not like it is these days so it always kind of feels a little bit stagey and i prefer a little bit of overacting to like the super subtle underacting of today honestly if i'm gonna be totally honest (laughs) yeah i really enjoyed like her moments of screaming uh i thought were really great (laughs) and they kind of made me laugh but like in a really good way like i wasn't making fun of them i was just like this is great i love it yeah (laughs) what else did i read the the guy who did the score was mm-hmm. african-american and he okay. did the whole organ score and i love the score wow. and i was like i should look him up to see if there was more about him but i kind of got lost in my own brain and started searching <laughs> other stuff so i forgot <laughs> that's so cool though yeah and um, i don't know i loved the amusement park personally i thought it was mm-hmm. so cool and i was like i mean i'm sure when we go through the recap, I'll probably have some notes that I wrote about, like, I love this place so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect place for, like, teenagers to break in and just explore. I know. I want to explore it so bad. I want to, like, make my own movie in it or do a photo shoot or something there. It just yes. looks so cool. <laughs> Especially with, like, the whole dried lake bed and everything. It was so atmospheric. I loved it. Yeah, it was very creepy. <laughs> And what else did I learn? I don't know. But I bet being one of those black-eyed zombies would have been so fun because they kept doing close-ups on, of them coming out of the water. I was like, those yes. are probably just crew members who are like, this is the best. <laughs> I love oh, this yeah. job. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I think they were because I think I read that <laughs> the crew for the movie was just five people. <laughs> like, the entire like crew for the entire movie was just five. Yeah. So they probably were like, you guys get in costume. And I think I also read that whenever Herc would do interviews, he would wear the makeup. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize cool. until after that he was the main mm-hmm. zombie guy. <sighs> well, let's go ahead and get into the, um, well, you know. The discussion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Riga discussion. <laughs> so, yeah, it basically totally jumps into it. There's, like, no credits at the beginning. It's just 
this this crazy drag race that <laughs> I, it's like you know this car full of girls car full of guys and the guys are like you want a drag race and the girl's like okay <laughs> so they're, they're flirt flirtily drag racing until they get to a bridge and suddenly the guys are murderous crazies who are trying to run them off the yeah, bridge <laughs> bumping them i was like wait a minute <laughs> I was like, what happened? Why didn't we go from flirting to let's maniacally kill these <laughs> Probably something along the lines of these broads aren't going to beat us or whatever. Some sort of fragile know. masculine. Yeah, bullshit. I think their testosterone overtook their brains because... <laughs> something did. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they it's very shocking. It's just like, it goes straight into a drag race that ends in death. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we can only assume but yeah. uh and then we get the credits over the water which is so twin peaks i mean it's like oh yeah <laughs> and the credits look really cool the, like the way they're written around mm-hmm. like little land masses in the water and very cool very indie jack's film festival you know i don't know if you've ever done oh, a 24 yeah. hour film festival <laughs> but mm-hmm. it feels very much like that would show up in that yeah i really I said, I can't overstate how insane that opening is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was like, you know, I started the movie and I was getting settled. And I was like, oh, should I go get a drink? And then it jumps immediately into, want to drag? And I was like, oh, (laughs) my God, we're starting. I didn't know we were going to start right away and kill everyone. I know. It's so crazy. And the credits I really loved. Okay, so then we see a search party. You know, at least the guys were like, at the police or whatever but they're like right it was an accident I'm like get me <laughs> yeah i think the officer at one point was like you weren't like i can't remember what word he used so basically he was like you weren't bumping them off the road were you and he was like yeah. no no i was like liar <laughs> i know it's not our fault <laughs> arrest uh, them and the dialogue in this part is so clearly overdubbed it looks mm-hmm. i mean it, it almost looks like a foreign language movie at the very beginning because yeah, I did wonder towards the end of the movie if that was like an intentional thing, just I think because it of have like good sound. It's probably that, um, but there was just like you know some. We'll get, when we get to the end, I'll tell you why I thought it was intentional. Ah, yeah, it might yeah. have been if it was um, having to do with you know the twist. And then it looks like they're trying to fish out the car with like a string <laughs> with a couple of fish hooks. Yeah, like a gra- like a grappling hook or it's something. Like, you know, the thinnest string I've ever seen. I'm like, you're going to pull a car out? You're going to find a car with that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, the Mary, our main character, just drags herself out of the river. And this has got to be hours later, you know, and she's mm-hmm. surprisingly dry. Yeah. But everyone <laughs> sees her. <laughs> right. Because uh, I feel like, you know, maybe I did know in the back of my head what was going to happen, but I was so like, mm-hmm. I, uh, but I was being fooled by the movie because like. I, I know, ne- yeah, I didn't guess anything. I like, I didn't think anything odd about it. Like obviously until the end when we got told, but I just assumed that, you know, she is going to be dealing with some major PTSD from being in a car with. Two she of her is. friends dead. <laughs> Clearly. But it's so weird because, like, she comes out of the water, you know, there, there's no, like, she doesn't know where her friends were. There's no explanation. Like, was she trapped with an air bubble or something? She's right. not wet. It's, it's not explained at all. But, like, if you go back yeah. after knowing what happens, it's like, hmm. He's like, hmm. Blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then we find out, we see Mary playing the organ. It's very appropriately creepy. And it is like the world's biggest organ. I feel like it's an entire factory (laughs) made for this organ because people are doing work and they all seem shocked that there's an organ playing, but it's like the whole building is built around this organ. So I don't understand what this building was, but I think it's like an organ school or something. (laughs) I think so. I, throughout this movie, though, few times where we had like or a dialogue about either the song she was playing or the organ i didn't know if maybe there was like certain like attitudes about certain music being played on the organ or something because i didn't go i never went to a church with an organ so i didn't know what the culture around them was but i don't know Neither, like, I was, like, but i just 
I mean, I guess I assumed they were exclusively church-based instrument, but Mm -hmm. it seems like there's a whole school for organs, and it doesn't seem like it has to be a church-based profession. Yeah, (laughs) I guess maybe like an orchestra. I don't know if they had mini organs or something. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a really weird place, and I was like, what is this crazy organ workshop? I didn't read anything (laughs) about this in the Wikipedia, but... (laughs) And I was like, you don't get many stories of church organists who actually don't like church. (laughs) 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 I found it to be so like relatable that she was just like, I like playing the organ and this is probably the only place I can play the the organ. (laughs) I just want a job. I just want to be able to be paid to play the organ. And, you know, the guy's talking to her about going to the job and he mentions the accident. Like, is it going to delay you? And she's like, no. And he says, will we see you again? She says, I'm never coming back here again. (laughs) It's very harsh. (laughs) And then she leaves town and she has to drive over the bridge on her way out. And I was like, I don't think I would ever drive over this bridge again. No. Well, I I mean... (laughs) The bridge alone just looks so unstable. <laughs> and I was like, I know. just that alone would not. But if my friend fell off and died, I probably would not also want to drive over it. I know. It's like, I did read a little bit about the, they had, they made an agreement with the town. To, mm-hmm. And they're like, all you have to do is repair the bridge after you break it. And it costs like $12 to do yeah, this. Yeah, I but... did see that too. <laughs> yeah, I was already like, this lady needs some therapy right from the beginning, which I don't think was a very common thing in the 60s, but. No. Or maybe it was just becoming, you know, the new thing. But yeah, so she basically, we see her driving to Utah. Uh, <laughs> it's very Lynchian. <laughs> I personally would love to drive to Utah with not a single other soul on the road as she does. <laughs> I know, like, so, like, empty in the desert. Yeah. Uh, we don't see her going over the mountains, which I assume she has to do if she's crossing from Kansas to Utah. I would think so, but maybe... I mean, we do maybe, she... maybe see one mountain shot. Yeah, maybe she, you know, there's a bypass or something. <laughs> she went through uh, New Mexico a or something. <laughs> Okay, so, like, she's driving. She sees, like, this guy in her window. This mm. creepy guy who so basically scary. is stalking her for the rest of the time. Or at least in her imagination. And I'm like, ah, she's seen ghosts? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe you should pull over and get some sleep. <laughs> no, she just <laughs> flies into a ditch and then reverses and goes back over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she stops at a gas station and I'm like, why are you driving in heels? Like, why? Why? Why <laughs> go this far across the country in heels? <laughs> yeah, I would have been barefoot. Parts of it. Put on your driving moccasins. <laughs> Something. <laughs> but, but, okay. Oh, yeah, because she passes. When she starts to see these faces, I think is when she passes the abandoned pavilion, yeah. as she calls it at some point. Mm. And she's talking to the gas station guy and... He was like, it was a bathhouse until the lake started to go down, and then it turned into a dance hall, and then it was a carnival, and now it's just an empty space. Yeah, so then she's, like, checking into her new room, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Her landlady, I thought, had a husband until, like, halfway through the movie, and she was when she was like, it's just you and me and it, Mr. Linden. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess maybe there is no husband. Linden means lime, by the way. <laughs> That's why I remembered his name so well because I always liked the name of Linden. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Lime. I think it's like the smell, or like the smell, (laughs) the flowers (laughs) on on a lime tree, or maybe a That's cool. And she gets her own private bathtub. (laughs) Thank goodness, because (laughs) having to share a bathroom with Mr. Linden would be not great. (laughs) Right. And she was made to know that she could take as many baths as she'd like, and who cares? <laughs> she takes advantage of that generous offer. <laughs> I mean, I would. <laughs> so, okay, she starts, to, she's seeing ghosts there in her room, and I was, like, just speculating, was it the accident that's making her see ghosts? And she goes to the church, which mm-hmm. you would think going to Salt Lake, or going to Utah at all, it would be, like, Mormon, but I don't think, I don't know if it is for sure, but... It doesn't seem to be Mormon. <laughs> from what I from what I know, and the little I do know is from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, so take it with a grain <laughs> of salt. But it seems to be kind of a hotbed for 
multiple religion to kind of all conglomerate. It's just basically like a giant religious city. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, they don't, they're not really specific. I just, for some reason, I was thinking that the collar didn't seem like a Mormon thing. Right. But I don't really know very much about Mormonism. Me neither. I did have some friends in sixth grade who were Mormon and they, all my friends used to force me to go to their churches and they forced me to go to their church. And <laughs> that was a funny no. story. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, <thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So the, uh, the landlady, what's her name? Mrs. Thompson? It is Mrs. Thomas. Oh, Mrs. Thomas. Oh, I was, I'm skipping something anyway. So <laughs> yeah, she just, she goes to the church. She plays to herself. <laughs> the priest is like, you just play by yourself. I'll be next door. <laughs> and yeah, organ music is kind of weird sounding just on its own, which really leads mm-hmm. to good atmosphere for this movie. Oh, she gets the priest to drive her to the amusement park. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Can you take Because I was like, she's really into urban decay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we really get the first good look at the dried up lake, too. <laughs> I know, which is so cool. Yeah, so Mrs. Did you say Thomas? <laughs> yes, Thomas. <laughs> Mrs. Thomas. Mrs. Mrs. Thomas, she seems nice, but she's also a little bit odd. Like, maybe she's yeah. not all there. <laughs> But everyone's kind of a little odd in this movie, too. So, I don't know. Maybe the 60s people were just a little odd. <laughs> yeah, which I also felt like that was a little bit Lynchian. Um, because I was like... Yeah, true. Everyone's just, just kind of weird. Atmospheric. And... <laughs> Mr. Linden. <laughs> okay, this is my whatever. Ew, creepy Mr. Linden. I hate him. <laughs> Tell him to get the fuck out. Zombie, why are you locking the door? Phew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was a very I, intense scene <laughs> it was and then all she had i did notice i was like all she has in that door is that little sliding lock that i know could very easily threats. be ripped out there are zombie <laughs> threats there are male guest right next door threats mm-hmm. mr linden is so creepy and i was like is this are we making statements <laughs> in the 60s about <laughs> male and their toxic behaviors <laughs> single <laughs> Well, isn't there, like, some idea of, like, a single man of a certain age, something must be wrong with them. And well, he clearly he's a creep. Very untrustworthy. But <laughs> she's like, I'd rather be with you than this zombie that's following me around. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, she's like, her landlady brings her coffee right before bed. I'm like, that's maybe not the best idea for someone in your seat of mine. Yeah. Didn't she, like, because, like, at first she was like, oh, like, did you eat? Like, I'll, I'll make you a sandwich and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. And then she brought up coffee and then makes a comment like, don't let the coffee li- uh, make you stay up. And I was like, well, why'd you make coffee? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring her some water or something. Weird. Weird lady. But she does, she starts to creep out her, even her landlady because she starts to see this zombie and she's like, no, it's going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because sometimes she doesn't react to it at all like she's just mm-hmm. like i mean she does but like and then sometimes she's totally freaking out about it yeah um yeah <laughs> so anyway yeah the creepiness just kind of builds i like the way it just kind of like builds mm-hmm. upon itself and yeah so then we get her just laying in bed watching the storm which definitely gave me a racer head vibes i was like this is like Oh, oh yeah <laughs> i feel like with the who was the girl from racer what was her name oh, oh gosh gonna bother i'm not gonna remember that. <laughs> <laughs> let me look it up i mean it's charlotte uh, stewart is her real name mary mary oh, she also mary yeah <gasps> so, what are okay. the chances yeah i was feeling like this is like mary's story <laughs> kind of yes not really, but. <laughs> okay so Mr. Linden comes over first thing in the morning and she seems super happy to see him. Like, thank God you came. Let's have coffee. God, the fact that he just tried to open her door. I was like, what are you doing, creep? I know. Well, he came over the first time and she was in the bath and he like Mm -hmm. watches her get put her on her robe. And she's like, stay out. And he's like, still coming in. It's very yeah, he's so Gross. creepy. I said, why is everyone so shocked that she just wants to play the organ? 
<laughs> They're like, how dare you want to play the organ and not be religious? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I just want to make money. Please leave me alone. I said, I kind of like the way she's low-key reading Mr. Linden the whole gross time he's there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's very subtle with her observations. <laughs> she doesn't seem to mind his, I mean, like, she shuts him down constantly, but she's mm-hmm. like, it's fine. You know, you're not right. threatening me in any way. She never seems threatened by his very pointed advances. No, she seems always to be like in charge of that interaction. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I mean, you may want to sleep with me, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's just, she's so delighted by this whole interaction. It's just really weird. Yeah, it was very cheery which is uncharacteristic of her. <laughs> yeah, so far, definitely. Well, basically the whole time. This is the only time she's really cheery. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she goes shopping because she needs some new church clothes for her new job. And she's trying to dress. And there's this like this bing bonging going on behind her. And I was like, what's mm-hmm. this bing bong, bing bong that's constantly going on? I know, um, but crazy. suddenly it cuts out and the score, which is all organ music, kicks in. And she's like it almost seems like she's locked in for a second but all she has to do is unlock the door (laughs) (laughs) i i really did like that one moment where she's like in the dressing room and she's like putting her dress back on and the music cuts out because she like immediately notices and is like it just gave me like chills because she was like what because it kind of takes a minute for us to understand that like she can't hear anything that's going on all the sound is cut out for her and Suddenly, she's like a ghost. She's invisible. No one can see her or hear her. Right. Yeah, I even like went back and rewound that part just because I was like, what exactly is happening here? And mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of like kind of swoops. I don't know how to explain it, but like mm-hmm. this, it's like the, the TV swoops when the music um, kicks in, which is appropriate because I feel like this whole thing, it's got this weird circular swoopingness to it. Like, mm-hmm. When I took directing for theater back in the day, my teacher always wanted us to have like a concept that, you know, all of our direction would kind of base around. Like, uh, I remember she did Importance of Being Earnest and it was all based on a cake. Mm -hmm. So there was like lots of stuff. I feel like the concept for this was like a swoop (laughs) because (laughs) there's so much, everything felt swoopy to me. I, um, any sense at all. (laughs) Yeah. I, because we got so much desert, what's the word? imagery i guess you could say desert imagery uh-huh. um i kept thinking every time like it would kind of get a little wavy and swoopy that i was like oh this is like mirage almost. yeah yeah definitely definitely that that definitely goes along with the theme so maybe that's what he was thinking yeah so she goes outside she can't hear anything but then suddenly she can hear a bird singing and that's what brings everything back brings her back mm-hmm. to reality brings reality back to her <laughs> and like she kind of freaks out because she thinks she sees the zombie, but it's like just a man, a creepy looking man all on his own. He's like this big kind of hulky kind of uh, at the water fountain gray hair. Yeah. At the water fountain. <laughs> this, this guy to me, I was like, if I like closed my eyes and just heard him speak, I would have thought that was David Lynch. Like they to me sounded <laughs> just like, and the way he delivered his line almost maybe think of the, the old, the old man from Twin Peaks that like was delivering the milk to uh, uh-huh, Coop. Uh-huh. Senior. <laughs> yes, <laughs> senior. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he. So okay, it's kind of weird. I can't remember exactly the sequence of events, but like, she freaks out. There's a doctor mm-hmm. right there who's like, "I think it's hysteria," and I was like, "Who is this man handling doctor?" Because he like grabs uh, yeah. her. And I said, I don't like this. It's all too creepy <laughs> on so many levels. Like, yes. you know, immediately labeling this woman hysteria and like grabbing her. And then they go to his office and suddenly I'm like, okay, maybe I do like this doctor because he's making a lot of very valid points and he doesn't seem judgmental of her at that point. Yeah. You know, like he has listened to her entire story and is like, listen, I think it's probably due to this accident. You know, you're having some dissociation, you know, it's mm-hmm. It goes yeah. from being like very, you know, stereotypical. Know. Like it yeah. was like saying that she has hysteria, and I was like, okay, here we go. And then we get into his office, and he's like, I really think you should see a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, like, this is good advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, it really turned my expectations on its head. I don't know if if it yeah. was 
if that was the point, you know, maybe the whole thing is because it's always trying to like pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. I do like she's she says that, you know, she doesn't feel like she wants to be around other people, mm-hmm. which makes sense to the end. Right. And I don't know how much of this was like her personality before the accident, because I mean, she was hanging out with her friends, but she was kind of like looked very reluctant. But I don't know if that's just the drag racing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, maybe she just wasn't into drag race. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say, but I like to kind of think this is kind of her personality anyway. Like she never was like, I really don't like people that much. (laughs) Yeah. Because she, I think she kind of like, I don't think she ever says it like this way, but she kind of like, intimates that she or insinuates that she never is like has been a very social person yeah she just kind of prefers to be alone she doesn't really need to be in a relationship or whatever so then she kind of goes she goes to the pavilion right (laughs) alone because she is convinced herself through talking to this doctor like oh this is i need to go to this place and that will solve all my problems and i was like i want to go to this place (laughs) i know it looks so cool it looks so awesome. And I said, I bet David Lynch dreams of being able to take over a place like this and film a movie. <laughs> or at least he would have back in the Eraserhead days. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, where is this? I need to go to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he took over his like horse stables at his school. So I bet if mm-hmm. this had been any way available to him, he'd been like, yes, let me take over an amusement park. <laughs> so she's exploring it. There's like a million streamers set up. From, I guess, whatever the last party was they had there, whatever. And she really seems to love it. She seems to love the place when she's walking around. And, (laughs) okay, so then she meets (laughs) up with Mr. Linden again. And I was like, this lady may be my hero. I'm not sure. Because she's like, actually, I don't need or want you. But I may be a little scared later. So can you pick me up after organ practice? (laughs) (laughs) I did really appreciate that. She was like, you are of no use to me other than I may be scared. Yeah, so sure, you can come pick me up. <laughs> okay, so she's she's playing the organ at the church, practicing. I guess earlier the uh, uh, preacher had been like, do you want to come to a social thing? And she's like, no, I don't really like social things. Yeah, <laughs> she and was, was like, little, please. Yeah. He's a little disappointed in that, but I think that kind of set the stage for what happens next. But so she's playing as like, she really knows how to play a creepy tune because she starts playing. <laughs> and I was like, is she possessed? Because she starts playing this like carnival music and it is also very circular. Like the way her hands are going yeah. is very circular. And somehow it like creates this dancing water zombie. Yeah, thing. it's almost like a some weird like summoning. Yeah, and I think this was thing. the part that definitely the director was like, "This is the image I have in my mind that I want you to write around this image." Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like this is such a, like a I very iconic image of this movie was them coming out of the water and the, yeah. the dancing and everything. Yeah, and that's definitely what I would have wanted to do on this movie is to be one yes. of those zombie dancers. <laughs> yes, I uh, when we and got the, the key grip the, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the when I we got the dancing image, I couldn't help but think of the dancing ghosts in Haunted Mansion at Disney World. Yes, <laughs> yes like, definitely. Oh, I feel like I'm in Disney World. <laughs> I wonder when that ride was made. I'll have to go back. Because I did watch that attract behind the attraction. Behind the attraction, yeah. I just wonder, like, was it around the same time? Was there just something we liked, that kind of a thing at the time? I don't know. Oh, sure. Okay, so basically, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> How is she playing devil music? And <laughs> Why do you think she has no soul? Because the preacher comes in and is like, you're playing devil music. You don't have a soul. Yeah, and, this is um, when I was um, a little confused about, like, organ culture because i was like i mean (laughs) all organ music to me sounds creepy but this one just it was just a really fast song and seemed complicated so i didn't know if he was like a woman can't know that song it's too crazy it's so weird because like they obviously were so excited to have this actual great organist come and she starts playing some carnival music so he's like you have no soul you're possessed and you're fired oh but also you should still go to church like at the end he's like but yeah you should still go to church i'm like it was happening (laughs) i was shocked based on her treatment of linden that she did not turn around and like yell at him for anything because it was so condescending he didn't even really fire her he was like i'm gonna have to ask that you resign 
Yeah. I think because she actually did seem like she was kind of possessed by the music that maybe she was still like so discombobulated. Yeah. She does seem like the type would be like, excuse me? (laughs) No, we have a contract. You're going to pay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I think all the, the imagery that we saw was kind of playing out in her head and she was just kind of, you know, jostled from it. Yeah. So Lyndon comes to pick her up. I wrote, shut the fuck up, Lyndon, so many times in my notes. Yes. <laughs> he was so obnoxious. Take a hint. <laughs> He's so perfect, though. Like, he, I don't know. There's something about the look of him and the way he talks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are so exactly a person. <laughs> <laughs> I can see who you are. Yeah. <laughs> You're a real life person. Maybe not the actor, but, you know, he's playing a real-life person. Yeah, everyone is being such a jerk to her. I'm like, no wonder she doesn't want to spend time with any people. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's mean to her. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They they finally go back to her, to their room, or to her room. She's definitely freaking out. Her armpits are, like, super sweaty, which I just thought was a weird little Oh, I didn't even notice that. I (laughs) didn't catch that. Because her dress shows, like, water, so, like, maybe it was just super hot and sweaty, this... Maybe they it wasn't even intentional, but like, yeah, it's there's still, definitely yeah. huge pit stains. Like, she's also got a few on her dress. Uh, yeah, I was like, maybe she needs to go back to that doctor because she starts freaking <laughs> out. Her crazy scares away Lyndon, so at least that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plus. And yeah, I think maybe the landlady says there's something about her that completely baffles me. And I'm like, everyone is ready to turn on her in an instant. <laughs> right. I was like, do you you don't even know who she is. <laughs> you just met her. Leave her alone. I know. I said, I want her to have a traveling organ cart that she can travel around like the circus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And just play for, yeah. for fun. For tips. Okay. So I guess she's just like, well, I'm out of here. Screw this town. So she gets in her car to leave. Also because, you know, there's ghosts possessing her need mm. to play the organ or whatever <laughs> and her i guess her transmission kind of goes out and she randomly yeah. drives into a service station and is like i'll just stay here while you lift up the car which is very bizarre <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like you i think you'll be fine if you're out in public it's just so weird he kind of like has to leave for a second though while she's up on the lift and someone comes in it's like i don't know it feels like someone's trying to kill her like a murder stalking scene mm-hmm. and she falls out of the car and she takes off running <laughs> i'm like where are you going <laughs> <laughs> because oh she becomes invisible again yep and i was like try touching someone <laughs> i wanted to know what i kept saying <laughs> like i was like shake them yeah, <laughs> like pay attention to me because she can touch stuff it's not like she becomes a ghost you know like she opens yeah. doors and and as she's running, there's like a weird footstep sound effects that don't really, I mean, so like her they don't sync up. They're making footsteps, but they don't sync up. There's a bus full of zombies, I think, because <laughs> it's a zombie bus. Yeah. <laughs> when she was asking, like, I need a ticket, I need a ticket. I was like, just get on oh, the bus yeah, if yeah, no one can it. see you. <laughs> exactly. I was like, just get. And then she does. And then it's a zombie bus, of course. Yeah. And that's what I wrote. I bet this movie was so much fun to make. <laughs> oh, yeah. It seems like fun. And then she she's she's back. Zombie dot. Oh, no. And then uh, I don't know if she runs to the circus or maybe she goes back to the car. Yeah, she goes back. To yeah, because she wakes up back in the car. And she like it was all up. a dream. Yes. Very strange. And then we see the doctor mm-hmm. at her apartment or whatever. I think. That was um before she left because Miss Thomas called the doctor because she was like, she was moving the furniture all night and... Right. And then he was like, you know, I told her I'm here if she needs anything. And she was like, well, I can't keep her around or she's going to be crazy. And then she comes down with her suitcase and she's like, doesn't say anything to Miss Thomas. And Mrs. Thomas is like, where are you going? Right. <laughs> like, right, what do you right. mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> Well, I don't You're know why it's a zombie doctor. Maybe the doctor shows back up with zombie makeup on. Um, I mean, he kind of. Does she looks go to like... his office or something? I, I'm trying to remember, because I she did go to his office in the beginning with after the water fountain thing, but then I think the, the last time he sees her is when he comes to her at the house. I just wrote no zombie doctors. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> he does kind of look like one of the zombies, I think. So maybe that's maybe. 
he just appeared and maybe in her dream it's also like kind of crazy at this point so who knows what exactly yeah, is happening chaotic. because like it's yeah it's all kind of impressionistic so anyway she goes back to the circus mm. it's very atmospheric and I was like, is there any water in this lake? And then we see zombies coming out of the water. So I'm like, I guess there's. <laughs> it was it like, doesn't look like it. They did like a pan of the lake. And you can see like I very much was a dried up lake because there was like this little tiny thing of water in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Of this huge lake. Yeah. I, I mean, even if that amusement park is gone, I would, I just, there's something about a dried up lake that is so like creepy, creepy. Mm-hmm. They could totally be like, Halloween carnival. Feels like, you know, <laughs> kind of like the summer horror, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be a great place to set any sort of like summer horror type thing. Oh, yeah. So, okay, so I'm like, what do these ghosts want from her? Do they want her just to play the organ for them and their weird <laughs> organ dances? And, and I'm like, wait, is she a ghost? <laughs> or is she not a ghost? And I wasn't sure, like, I, I was like, do they want to scare her? Do they want to eat her? And then we see, like, the the priests and the doctor, they kind of, I guess she disappears. Because they, like, find her car and they find where she walked to. And then she just kind of disappeared. Yeah. I guess she became part of the haunted mansion at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was the point, uh, I think, She's like. She's the invisible hands playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's her <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's her in the orb too she's just like i hate everyone <laughs> i'm gonna be very amazing yeah, yeah. um this was the point like right before this when they had that image of like the dancing zombies again and she's like one of the, she's dancing with the oh, main yes, guy yes, yes. um that's when i was like oh i think she's been dead the whole time oh yeah and well yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, and then I was gonna say, like, once they, you know, every, everyone's at the beach looking at, you know, all her footprints and everything, and they see her when she falls to her knees, and there was like the prints, and then nothing. Yeah. And they're all like, because "What?" She's like not a ghost, but she's watching herself as a ghost dancing. Yeah. And that's yes. when she runs away. Okay. Okay. Yes, because she gets scared. And then we get the final scene, which I guess their tiny little fishing hook line finally worked because. Uh, they pull the car out of the water and all three girls are in the car and she kind of actually doesn't look dead (laughs) i mean it's really kind of weird she does i'm like are you not is are you just not like very good at playing dead or are we supposed to not look all the way dead i I wasn't really sure yeah and i was like i guess that's why she came out of the water dry at the beginning (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of people saw her and interacted with her, and I'm sure they will have some questions as to <laughs> where what is this happened. lady. <laughs> but I very much enjoyed it. It was like you know, in the way that David Lynch is a wild ride with not all the answers answered. This uh-huh. movie was very similar. <laughs> yeah, I my like my takeaway from it because um, at first I was like, oh, like is this like the zombies are like manifestations of like her PTSD. Like she's seeing things cause she's, you know, feels like she's going quote unquote crazy. But then once we figure out that it was like, no, she probably might be dead. I was like, Oh, what if this whole time she was like refusing to accept the fact that she was dead. Yeah. And yeah. they were like, you know, all the water imagery was like taking yeah. me back to her death. And they were like, you know, come be a water zombie with us or whatever. Yeah. See, I kind of felt like I knew she was dead the whole time, mm-hmm. like from previous watchings. But just the fact that everyone was so, like, she seemed so alive. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was interacting with her. She was still doing stuff. That's what made me question, like, I knew she... there would be some sort of twist at the end, but I wasn't really sure. And because really yeah. my main memory as a child of watching this, the like the the images that really stood stuck with me were like the amusement park and the ghosts Mm -hmm. and her kind of being drawn to this ghostly amusement park and like all of the weird sexual assault stuff and hysteria (laughs) and woman on her own all of that stuff went over my head as a kid so that's not like my lasting imagery of the movie Mm -hmm. yeah so a lot of like weird yeah i just feel like my it's like the the amusement park was like a pied piper for her and i still yeah. kind of think she's organist to the dead 
<laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it felt like, you know, in a way she was like, I still have a role to fill. And <laughs> maybe she was like stuck in purgatory for some reason. And they were like, no, like you're dead. Stop pretending you're not. And She's like a Schrodinger's cat. And <laughs> yes. until they actually succeeded in taking her to the other side to be their organist, she could have still been alive because the car hadn't been pulled out of the ocean right. or the river. So like maybe if she had said, no, I don't want to be your organist and she'd never gone to the amusement park, they would have pulled it out and she would have been alive. You know, like she wouldn't have been. Right. There. It could be. Yeah. That's, <laughs> hmm. And it could be also something I thought was like, oh, like maybe like her, like quote unquote, because they, you know, it was Carnival of Souls and like the whole talk of souls, like maybe her soul was like not at rest yet because she wasn't mm. found. And yeah, I don't know. It's it, yeah, it's very much Lynchiana that it doesn't give you direct answers, but it's really fun to kind of speculate. I like yeah. that part. Or she could be like, you know, the ghost stories of like the woman in white who you pick up on the road and then right. you find out she's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> and there's no trace of her in your car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I feel like maybe that's who she was too. Yeah. So anyway, I just loved it. I thought, I mean, the atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, I loved it. I really like this movie. <laughs> Me too. I, I just had a lot of fun watching it. And it yeah. was like never... If it never felt boring to me, it never felt like, oh, this is cheesy. Like, even with a low budget, I felt like, oh, this is fun. And kind of yeah. spooky. Yeah. And definitely so clear that David Lynch was inspired by it. Oh, yeah. I... I, I'm almost positive I saw this before I ever saw Twin Peaks. So now I'm like, maybe I was inspired by this. You know, well, I mm. mean, my mom got me to watch Twin Peaks. It wasn't like I was just like, you know, <laughs> I feel like you I must have watched on it. very much older than I needed to be watching stuff as a child. <laughs> but you know how all of the older stuff goes over your head. And I don't yeah. know how many times I watched a movie as like a 20 year old and thought, you know, when I watched this as a kid, I missed everything. That was <laughs> <laughs> you only took away like 10% of it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, definitely clearly inspirational to me. I feel like even the stuff I kind of, if when, when I do make stuff these days, mm-hmm. it all is kind of like this. So I'm wondering, you know, obviously it was, I've been inspired by David Lynch my whole life, but like maybe I'm actually even more inspired by Carnival of Souls in certain ways. Like <laughs> it was kind <laughs> like of like your Lynch. precursor yeah. to all the surrealist stuff. Yeah. No wonder. I like all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to do more influenced by, I mean, we probably won't do it for a while, but, um, mm-hmm. or influences of David Lynch because right. so far I've really liked everything. Yeah. It's been fun <laughs> to kind of see like, the little like inklings of both of their well i guess for influenced by or influences of sorry uh for david lynch it's just it's interesting to see like oh like like maybe this is kind of where he like kind of got the base idea and like kind of worked on it it's just really interesting to see that process yeah definitely did you have any favorite moments or favorite scenes Yes, I would say like for sure my favorite scene is when she's in the dressing room and then the music mm. just cuts out because like yeah. I remember like that to me besides like him showing up for the first time in her car window um, mm-hmm. that to me was like the scariest moment it gave me chills and I, like I feel like I perked up I was like what's happening yeah I totally rebound and I was like wait I feel like I missed something yeah. <laughs> like I, I saw what happened but I need to go back right. and see it again <laughs> it was very effective and it didn't like it wasn't like a cheesy jump scare like it was just like oh this is making me feel weird i don't like it yeah i mean my favorite part is definitely her exploring the amusement park by herself mm-hmm. i mean i love it when she goes i love the freaking amusement park so much and i love the dried lake bed i love it's just me too uh, it's like the kind of place that i've probably dreamt about a hundred times you know like one of those right. dream locations that you have over and over in your head mm-hmm. type of a thing but just it like feel very dreamy when she's walking through the like the the tunnels and the big slides mm-hmm. like it's kind of interacting with her too in certain ways yeah that was something i also really enjoyed about that scene was like when she steps on the stairs and those like drum things start rattling and yeah you're like is it like a carnival trick or is it ghosts or is it what a, is it creaky floorboard you know it's right hard to tell and, and then the, the mat- mattress slides yes down. that was so scary too yeah <laughs> i was like and oh. then 
just when she goes out to look over the dried lake bed from having explored the whole place i mean yeah. i just was like that's just like an image that will be with me forever and i'm like i feel very like a kinship to her in that moment because like that mm-hmm. is something i would love to do and i would have the same smile on my face if i was doing it oh yeah that'd be so much fun yeah the, besides the points when she was like losing her tether with reality i felt mm. very much like i really enjoyed this woman this like woman yeah like, i don't really need people i don't need a relationship i can shut down your stuff and still be cool with you being a creep to me you know like right I felt very much like she, I understood her. <laughs> yeah she to me felt very much like oh i could see her in like a as a lynch heroine she kind of was a little bit laura palmer-esque in that yeah, she was yeah. very independent and was like, I'm going to, you know, do what I want to do and kind of take control. I would love to see a Lynch remake of this, like Naomi Watts. Oh, that too. part. I mean, oh my God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had that thought. I was like, oh, I could see him being like, it doesn't need to be redone. It's perfect. But I'm like, I want to oh, see totally. it. <laughs> totally. Or just like an homage, you know, just mm-hmm. send Lynch to. Sure an abandoned amusement park such as that and have him make us yes. whatever he wants. It's him, Naomi Watts, an amusement park or Laura Dern or, you know, whatever leading lady he's currently in love with. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of his blonde muses. <laughs> <sighs> or just let me go there with a camera. And yes. <laughs> a couple of actors and a makeup person. <laughs> we will have that. <laughs> yes, that would be so much fun. Oh, God, but I wouldn't give. (laughs) Okay, so, well, that is, I think, probably the last of our, we might do one more, but the last of our influence section for now. We're still going to do a couple more David Lynch things. Probably next week will be our two-year anniversary check-in. Right. So exciting. Yeah, we're going to do Wild at Heart for sure. We'll probably do... And then we'll just need like one other day's worth of something that's like <laughs> probably David Lynch. So we might just do one more episode of Twin Peaks. I don't know. We'll see. Because Yeah. Yeah. We got plenty to cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll finish up spooky season and mm-hmm. then we'll have our holiday fair, which will be all Jane Austen. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's okay if we're really concentrating on David Lynch for right now, but... Yeah, it's that kind of time of the year. And then we transition to holiday time, which is usually the Austin time of year. Yeah, which may very well be why I was like, I cannot get into becoming Jane. (laughs) Yes. We'll save that for the check-in and ask people what their opinions on that movie is, because I'd like some other opinions. But that's for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any recommendations? Because I have something to recommend this week. I do, I do. I was thinking about that today. Do you want to go first? Sure, because I didn't think I had anything to recommend, and then I remembered that there is a new show that I just started watching. It only has two episodes out so far, Mm -hmm. but it is so good. It's called Foundation. It's on Apple Plus. Have you watched any of it? Yes, it's so good. Oh my god, it's so amazing. I was like, ah, this is like the Expanse level good sci-fi. And yes. I am so excited to see the rest of it. I never read those particular Isaac Asimov books, the Foundation trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it's like one of those pillars of sci-fi. So right. I'm so excited to watch it. And I really loved the first two episodes. It was, they were so good. <laughs> it was so good. And because uh, Josh and I were talking about it, I think they did such like a stellar job of world building and i don't have like hardly i don't really have any like questions i'm like wait who are these people or how do we get like i feel like everything was perfectly explained and (laughs) everyone in this is so good lee pace is so scary and so good (laughs) yeah it's the kind of show that i'm going to be so excited to watch one a week because i i do love Mm -hmm. watching a show one a week because i feel like i remember it more but then i'm gonna love also going back and being able to binge the whole season at once and like watch it both ways so I, 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 this is the first thing I've actually watched on Apple Plus. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, really oh my gosh, it. definitely recommend. It's so good so far. <laughs> and I'm sure it will it continue is. to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it and too. And I, what I really like about it is that it wasn't like, you know, just generic, like, 
it's the year, you know, 35, whatever, but and the United States still exists. It's very much like Earth is kind of a part of it, but it's like so far into the future that they kind of just made up this whole, the Isaac Asimov yeah. just made up this whole entire like different thing. It was just so cool and so it, like It definitely genius. gave me some Dune vibes too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't wait to watch the next one on Friday and talk to you about this weekend. So oh, what's yeah, your recommendation? Yeah. Well, mine's going to be uh, not as grand and scary or anything like that. I'm planning to have more scary recommendations for October. But <laughs> my recommendation is going to be the current season of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Ah. I... Um, which it's their, I think it's Potomac is their newest franchise, which is kind so of like, like Washington right DC. Yeah, it's like right outside of the DC area, yeah. so kind of like Virginia and Maryland and all that. But it is just like to me peak reality TV because you have the perfect blend of like drama and like delusion and <laughs> <laughs> just and very funny people. Like they are very quick with like the comebacks and the one liners, and they have very like some of the uh the people have very high thoughts of themselves or (laughs) of what their situation is and that's where the delusion comes in which i do enjoy because it's not sad they they do have money they just have very (laughs) interesting thoughts about themselves but um are they like politicians wives and stuff or um no i think the only political person is her name is wendy i think her last name is osafo i think she's i think her lineage is like nigerian but uh, she is a political commentator for, I think she does MSNBC and CNN. Oh, and she's okay. a professor at Johns Hopkins, I think. Interesting. Um, yeah. And she's a real housewife? Yeah. She is really like, la- I think last season I've never was really watched them, season. so I might have um, a biased view of what they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's very, I think now they're starting, it's starting to kind of get a little bit deeper into like, they talk more about like racial issues and political stuff and depending on the franchise, but it's, she does kind of, there is a, like a kind of a tinge of like, you know, weird bodies. I don't want to say body shaming, but like, you know, the weird things about people, how they view people who get surgeries and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just like, it's a very interesting season. But I do want to say that the most recent episode, the editors not only deserve any sort of awards at like Emmy, Oscar, but they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize because I'm convinced <laughs> if every warring nation on this earth watched the last episode, they <laughs> will all realize that we have nothing to fight about and that Karen Huger is the best part to any tv show to exist it is so <laughs> crazy and wild it is so is this good um, a thing that comes on discovery or like could i watch it on discovery plus um you can watch it on bravo I the bravo app. discovery plus i think i i think it's a part of it maybe so you should be able to watch it but just to like give you some context of the episode it's like during they filmed during the pandemic and so karen just got her second covid shot and <laughs> she is definitely like having some side effects where she's feeling a little loopy and she's starting to, and they have like, you know, alcohol at the party and she's just like, what's going on? And it's very funny. <laughs> so, you know, if I, even if you're not necessarily a Housewives fan, I think this franchise is just like a very fun, relaxed. There's nothing serious. Well, you know, I'm not that into that sort of stuff, but I, I would be willing to watch the last episode you recommended to solve world peace if yes. it's <laughs> you feel that like, strongly about it. <laughs> it is just so, like, so produced, and they put very funny music in certain points and edit it. You know, it's just so funny to me, and I think she is just a very funny, great person, so I would recommend it. Awesome. Next week, I think, is going to be our check-in. I was planning mm-hmm. on doing it in a week, but really next week would be our two-year anniversary, so probably the best one to do. <laughs> I don't know if there'll be enough time uh, since this one comes out from when this one comes out to actually write us in for that one, but if you would like to, regardless, we'll have a check-in and we'll read your stuff, so we would oh, yeah. love to hear from you about when you watched Carnival of Souls, Oh, yeah. And maybe your theories on what what happened or what the movie was about. Yeah, definitely. Really I'd love cool. to hear, like, if you watched it for the first time with us, we want to hear, especially if you're a David Lynch fan, like, yeah, we'd love to hear all of your impressions on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 
<laughs> Red is about whatever you want. We're happy right. to talk to you about anything. Yeah. Thank you. We had another re- review. That was awesome. We did. That was so sweet. It was really awesome. We, I love reading the reviews because it's such a we we acknowledge that it, it it's you know it takes an effort to write those things out. So oh definitely. Thank you so much. I think I've only written one review of a podcast, so I probably have no room to stand to ask people to write <laughs> reviews for us. But you know. Being a, a, a very small podcast, every review feels like, you know, a special yeah, present just for us. So Exactly. Yeah, it was very nice. We really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much. But if you would like to get in contact with us. Yes, you can email us at mannersabandus at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersabanduspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersofmadness.com. Yes. And, oh, we're on Stitcher now. So you can listen to us on Stitcher if you'd like. And on our website, we do have a support button. So if you'd like to kick in a couple dollars to help the podcast, we would really appreciate it. Yeah. And so I guess that's (laughs) all for this week. Come back next week for the two-year anniversary check-in. Dun-dun-dun. Or possibly an episode of Twin Peaks, but probably the two-year anniversary. <laughs> We're just committing to the chaotic nature of this time of year, and so it's Mercury yeah. retrograde. I can't, I can't promise anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Regardless, it will be a top there quality will be an episode. episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but um, thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, talk to you next week. Bye. Good night.